downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else. confinement low they wanna be
Welcome to another edition of Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn, coming to you every Wednesday from 10 p.m. to midnight after the rollicking fun of the Jerry Curl Chronicles, hosted as always by the inimitable Mike Joseph. We open today's edition with two tracks that appear back-to-back on the 1988 Frank Zappa album entitled Broadway the Hard Way. They were Bacon Fat by Frank Zappa and the Oliver Nelson classic uh, Stolen Moments that we played back-to-back because this is how they appear on the album, but also because the very fact that they blend together so well is a perfect illustration of the ambiguous relationship between Frank Zappa and jazz. On one hand, they never missed an opportunity to tease or make fun of uh, certain jazz attitudes, but on the other hand, he had a deep admiration for the genre incorporated successfully in his work and played it convincingly with his band. For Frank Zappa, there were no rigid boundaries between music genres, and jazz was certainly one of the many colors on his uh, sonic palette. Two weeks ago, we remembered Frank Zappa on the occasion of the 25th anniversary of his passing, and since uh, Mondo Jazz is a jazz program, we did that through the lens of uh, his relationship with jazz and how, in turn, he inspired uh, countless jazz musicians. But there was just so much more material, and two hours were not enough, so today we'll continue along the same lines, featuring some of the jazzier material by Frank Zappa, as well as renditions of his uh, compositions by jazz musicians. In Frank Zappa's career, jazz elements have been quite prominent at different junctures. Perhaps uh, his jazziest phase is the one that followed a very unfortunate event. On December 10, 1971, a deranged fan named Trevor Charles Howell ran up the side steps of the stage at the Rainbow Theatre in London and pushed Zappa down 10 feet into the orchestra pit, knocking him unconscious and uh, breaking his leg. Ten days later, Trevor Howell appeared in court. He pleaded guilty and said, I did it because my girlfriend said she loved Frank. And he was sentenced to a year in jail. Ah, the dangerous power of Frank Zappa's music, but uh, as a result of this accident, uh, the tour ended and so did his uh, band, The Mothers. And perhaps due to the fact that uh, he was confined on a wheelchair, uh, this unfortunate event allowed Zappa to focus on composing even more complex music than usual. And that work led to a recording session in April and May of 1972, which gave birth to two landmark albums that after his 1961 record, Hot Rats, provided a final confirmation of Zappa's jazz credentials. So up next is his composition, Grand Wazoo, which was written during that time, as performed by Bobby Sanabria and his big band,
this edition of Mondo Jazz, we are continuing our journey in the jazzier corners of uh, Frank Zappa's world. And we've just heard three beautiful renditions of his work by a number of jazz bands. We started off uh, with uh, what is possibly Zappa's ultimate jazz tune, The Grand Wazoo, performed by Bobby Sanabria and his big band from the 2007 album Urban Folktale. Sanabria is a percussionist and composer of uh, Puerto Rican descent who is well known for his Latin and Afro-Cuban brand of jazz, but he has long held a deep admiration for Zappa. In an interview to NPR, he declared that uh, when approaching the Grand Wazoo, he wanted to add the elements that Frank Zappa only hinted at in the original arrangement, and those were the rhythmic elements uh, from uh, Sanabria's culture, Afro-Cuban and Afro-Caribbean culture. Right after that, we move to another Spanish-speaking musician with a heartfelt reverence for Frank Zappa, the Spanish uh, saxophone player Perico Sambeat. In 2016, he dedicated an entire album uh, to Zappa's music, and from that CD entitled uh, Perico Sambeat Ensemble Plays Frank Zappa, we heard I Promise Not to Come in Your Mouth, one of those uh, Zappa titles that uh, make you think that they were conceived by a hormone-driven teenager. We then completed uh, this set uh, with the arrangement of uh, Stevie's uh, Spanking by Colin Towns, performed by the German NDR Big Band. This is uh, from another album completely devoted to the work of Frank Zappa, an album entitled uh, Frank Zappa's Hot Licks and uh, Funny Smells, released by Colin Towns uh, on his own uh, uh, label uh, Provocateur Records in 2005. And also completely devoted to the music of Frank Zappa is the next album we're going to play, Bohuslan Big Band that plays Zappa, which was released by the Swedish label Imogena in 2000. From this album, here is another Zappa composition with a quirky title, Sinister Footwear.
As we're looking into how jazz musicians have been revisiting the music of Frank Zappa, we've organized this uh, set of four compositions by alternating tunes uh, performed by large ensembles, which highlighted the intricacy and complexity of uh, Zappa's harmonies and arrangements, which often generate a very dense uh, wall of sound, with uh, solo tunes that spotlighted the beauty of uh, his melodies, allowing uh, their lines to emerge unencumbered by too many details. So we started off the set with the Bohuslan Big Band, and I'm pretty sure I butchered the Swedish pronunciation of this name, which is a large uh, jazz ensemble from Sweden, uh, which started as a military orchestra in the mid-1950s and has then developed into one of the most impressive uh, North European big bands in jazz. From their 2000 album uh, dedicated to Frank Zappa's repertoire, we heard uh, Sinister Footwear, whose theme uh, prominently featured a marimba, and so, right after that, we place the solo marimba rendition of the Black Page, one of the most complex but also most fascinating Frank Zappa's compositions. The version we heard uh, was uh, from uh, yet another album entirely dedicated to the work of uh, Zappa's genius in jazz key. The CD has just been released by uh, Marco Pacassoni. Given that he's a vibraphone and marimba player, it's perhaps not surprising that uh, Pacassoni's passion for Frank Zappa music he is matched by his love for the work of uh, Ruth Underwood, the amazing percussionist that worked with Frank Zappa from 1972 to 1977. As a result, Pacaccioni's album is entitled Frank and Ruth. We then moved on to another very recent uh, tribute album entitled uh, Zappa Yawaka by the Belgian jazz rock band The Wrong Object. From the release that came out on the Off Records label, we heard wedding dress song, Handsome Cabin Boy, which they perform with the energy and virtuosity they have become known for. We then went back uh, to a solo rendition, this time uh, by the late Michael Hedges, one of the most original guitar players there ever was. Unfortunately, he died uh, prematurely at the age of 43 in a car accident. From his uh, Wyndham Hill album entitled Oracle, we heard uh, his take on another Frank Zappa jam, Sofa Number 1. Let's now go back to some high-energy music. Up next is Dupree's Paradise, which is performed by the Italian pianist and composer Glauco Venier with his band.
Listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn, we started off the set with uh, Dupree's Paradise from Suona Frank Zappa, yet another tribute album dedicated to the music of Frank Zappa by a European jazz musician, in this case the Italian piano player Glauco Venier. As it's been the case for many American uh, creative musicians, uh, think about the early phase of uh, Jimi Hendrix's career in the UK or the relocation of countless jazz players to Scandinavia or France over the years, also Frank Zappa had uh, more recognition and commercial success in Europe than in his home country. In North, South and Eastern European countries, he's a musician whose status has gone well beyond that of a cult figure and is recognized for a major contribution to the development of music and more generally cultural society and uh, even politics. How many American musicians have become ambassadors for another country? Well, that's what happened to Frank Zappa in the early 90s when he was invited to Czechoslovakia at the request of uh, President Václav uh, Havel, who designated him as a special ambassador to the West on trade, culture and tourism. This position was then revoked as a result of pressure from the U.S. government, but Havel kept Zappa as an unofficial cultural attaché. And so, in the end, the fact that there are so many European musicians paying homage to Frank Zappa should not come as a surprise. I have no doubts that the number of jazz albums featuring works by Frank Zappa will continue to grow exponentially over the years, so my hope is that soon people will stop being surprised to see Zappa compositions featured in jazz albums, with Zappa maybe becoming a mainstay name like a novel Thelonious Monk, whose compositions once rarely covered are now ubiquitous. After Dupree's Paradise, we went back to a performance by Frank Zappa himself with The Big Swifty, a composition that first appeared on the 1972 Waka Jawaka album, which uh, we heard uh, from a live recording of the final performance of the 1972 Grand Wazoo Tour, which took place at Boston Music Hall. This was a short 
but rather delicious tour aimed at uh, bringing the music released on the Waka Jawaka and Grand Wazoo albums on the road, with perhaps the jazziest lineup uh, Zappa ever assembled, which with 20 players was a real big band. And as you heard, it really put Zappa in the same league as, as the best jazz rock acts from that era, with uh, Zappa's guitar playing at the forefront. So it's perhaps uh, not surprising that a few months later, in May 1973, one of the key jazz bands of the time, uh, or jazz rock bands of the time, led by another guitar hero, John McLaughlin, and I'm talking about uh, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, would be the opening act for the Zappa tour uh, with the Mothers of Invention. Until a few years ago, this version of the Big Swifty was only available through bootlegs, but then luckily in 2007, it was officially released on the double album Wazoo. So let's continue with another live jam that has recently emerged from Zappa's legendary vaults, from which all his fans expect endless amounts of future releases. Up next is Inca Roads, recorded live at the Roxy in Los Angeles in December 1973, featuring a slightly different lineup of the Mothers of Invention than the one that played at the May 1973 gigs with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. This recording comes from a box set released earlier this year entitled The Roxy Performances. Anybody familiar with Frank Zappa's work knows that a pronounced sense of humor and sarcasm were integral components of his persona and traits that clearly drove his writing, arranging from the choice of titles and lyrics to the funny commentary that accompanied them live, from the quirky musical juxtapositions uh, to a general appreciation of the bizarre. Bizarre was even the name of a record label he established to showcase some of the musicians he had discovered. So, this version of Inca Roads encapsulates all of that, starting with the very captivating intro. We're going to open our program with a song that deals with the subject of the possibility of uh, extraterrestrial beings visiting this planet a long time ago. Now... Some of you might have read a book called Chariots of the Gods by Eric von Deniken. And there's a little thing in there. It's a picture of this area in the Andes called the Plains of Nazca, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, there's these carvings on the top of the rock that you don't know what they're supposed to be for. It, could, it doesn't look like it would have been a road because it doesn't go anywhere. And there's a bunch of them. And some people think, well, maybe it was a landing field. But the carvings are very, very old, and they're very, very big, you know, indicating that the people who made them were highly, uh, well, they were, <laughs> they really had their together for the things that carved in the rock. And it's possible that if they were landing fields, that the things that landed on them were not of this earth. And so we have a song which features the lovely voice of Mr. George Duke, and the name of the song is... Inca Roads, take it away, George. That's right, honey. Simply atmospheric introduction. Dead a vehicle. Come from somewhere out there Just to land in the Andes Was it round? And did it have a motor? Or was 
said round and did it have a motor or was it something different did a vehicle did a vehicle did a vehicle fly along the mountains and find a place to park itself or did someone build a place or leave a space or such a single land Did a vehicle come from somewhere rather? Did a vehicle come from somewhere rather? Did the Indians first on the bill? Car up the hill. that for 
listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization of self-funding volunteers. Of course, there are considerable costs associated with this operation. And if you like what you hear on Mondo Jazz, why not support Radio Free Brooklyn with a pledge of your choice or getting one of Radio Free Brooklyn's t-shirts, hats, or other cool merch from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com slash donate.
sola, trovi locura. Mal profesor en zapa, Kruder Dorfmeister Pugliese. Es la revancha del tango. Tiberi Corporation. We are dedicating this edition of Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn to the jazziest side of uh, Frank Zappa. This set uh, tried to highlight uh, Zappa's penchant for humor, and so we started off uh, with a really fun but also scorching uh, version of Inca Roads from the 2018 box set entitled The Roxy Performances, dedicated to the concerts held in December of 1973 at the Roxy in Los Angeles. After that, we move to a quirky rendition of It Just Might Be a One-Shot Deal, a tune originally included on the Waka Jawaka album, and here performed uh, very creatively by two of the most in-demand artists on the Italian scene, uh, Vincenzo Vasi on voice and a number of electronic instruments, including the theremin, and Giorgio Pacorig on Fender, Fender Rhodes. This is from their 2011 album, Per Favore Sing. From Italy, we then moved to Japan and then France by way of Argentina 
to demonstrate not only the worldwide appeal of Zappa's music, but also how it perfectly lent itself to very diverse uh, styles like ska and tango. Because humor often comes out of associating things that one does not expect to see together. And taken from that standpoint, uh, Frank Zappa's career was one long exercise in a humorous uh, free association. First was an original take on theme from Lumpy Gravy by one of the most bombastic and entertaining Japanese large ensembles, the Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra, from their 2010 EP Goldfingers. And right after that, there was the Paris-based electro-tango band Gotan Project. The tune was Frank Zappa's Changa Revenge from a debut album whose title was echoing that of Zappa's composition. La Revancha del Tango, which means the revenge of the tango in Spanish. The album came out in 2001 and marked an immediate success for this band. So let's now shift gear with three beautiful piano renditions of Zappa's work, starting with uh, Let's Move to Cleveland, performed by the Italian piano virtuoso Stefano Bolani.
In this set, we focused our attention on uh, piano renditions of music by Frank Zappa. We started off with uh, Stefano Bolani and a solo performance of Let's Move to Cleveland, which appeared on his uh, 2003 album Smut Smut, released by the great uh, French uh, recording company La Belle Bleu. That was followed by Eric Dolphy Memorial Barbecue, a composition that uh, Zappa wrote as a tribute to the great Eric Dolphy, who died in 1964 and uh, was cited as uh, one of uh, the most important musical influences in the liner notes to the Zappa's uh, Freak Out album. The original version of this tune appeared on uh, Zappa's 1970 album Weasel's Rip My Flesh. The lineup of the Mothers of Invention that recorded that album included Don Preston, and the version we just heard comes from uh, Transformation, an album that Don Preston released in 2001, for the great uh, Californian label Cryptogramophone, uh, with his trio featuring Joel Hamilton on bass and Alex Klein on drums. We then uh, concluded this set with a rendition by a pianist whose music is unfortunately often restrictively labeled as New Age, but as we heard, is much uh, wider ranging than that. I'm referring to George Winston from uh, his album Montana, A Love Story, we heard Little House I Used to Live In which is based on the piano introduction of the tune of the same title that appeared in another 1970 album by the Mothers of Invention, Burnt Weenie Sandwich. Let's now shift our attention to another side of uh, Frank Zappa with a few tunes that highlight the chamber-like aspects uh, that come out of his songs, uh, starting with a live version of Rollo from Imaginary Diseases, an album released in 2006 and documenting the tour that uh, Zappa did in the fall of 1972, as a follow-up to his uh, Grand Wazoo tour that uh, we mentioned earlier. This time, the lineup was half the size, 10 rather than 20 musicians. And so, even though the band was billed as Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, it's referred to as Petit Wazoo. So check out the oboe and the brass work on this tune.
And here we have four tunes showing Franz Zappa's composition from an almost chamber music angle that is not investigated enough, and that most people would not immediately associate with Frank Zappa, despite the fact that over the years he wrote plenty of music for contemporary classical ensembles, and that his compositions have been finding increasing recognition in classical music halls. We started off the set with Rollo, recorded by Frank Zappa live in Philadelphia in November 72 and released 34 years later on the album Imaginary Diseases. We then continued with Uncle Meat, interpreted by the Italian band Quinto Rigo, with uh, special guest drummer Roberto Gatto from their Zappa tribute album released in 2015 entitled Around Zappa. After that was an unreleased recording of a performance held live at St. James Church in London the day before the 25th anniversary of uh, Zappa's passing, just a few days ago on the 3rd of December, by the promising young Italian bass player Valentina Ciardelli, who is uh, currently working on her debut album, slated for release in the spring of 2019. We then closed off the set with a much more seasoned Italian bass player, Furio di Castri, and a Zappa tune that he has covered on many occasions, 20 Small Cigars. This comes from a 2008 album entitled Zapping. And this brings us very close to the end of today's show on Radio Free Brooklyn, but we still have lots of music to go through, which exceptionally we will make available as a bonus without commentary on the online version of this uh, edition of Mondo Jazz, which uh, closes our exploration of the jazzier side of Frank Zappa, put together to celebrate this unique artist on the occasion of the 25th anniversary of his passing. Our hope is that this uh, Frank Zappa special edition of Mondo Jazz might further contribute to the appreciation of his work among jazz fans, especially those who may have been not too familiar with his music and who up to this point might have found the idea of a tackling his extensive discography too daunting. If you have enjoyed the music, I suspect you might love reading a book by Jeff Willis entitled Zappa and Jazz, Did It Really Smell Funny, Frank? And a more recent precious resource entitled The Big Note, a very detailed guide to all the albums released by Frank Zappa, written by Charles Ehrlich. Like every week, Mondo Jazz is followed by Bushwick Garage, Radio Free Brooklyn's psychedelic rock weekly show by Rob Pritchard, so stay tuned. If you like what you heard, follow Radio Free Brooklyn and Mondo Jazz on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website where you can download our app for your iPhone or Android phone and you can sign up for our newsletter. Today's episode of Mondo Jazz will be archived with all past episodes of Mondo Jazz on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Podomatic and iTunes. Our archive shows are also featured every week on allaboutjazz.com, the greatest online jazz source. Bassist and composer Ben Allison wrote and performed our theme featuring Ted Nash on flute and the voiceover by Payang Threadgill. Up next is yet another Zappa-loving Italian jazz ensemble, If Six Was Nine. I guess that uh, Zappa's Italian origins may explain the special affinity Italian jazz musicians have demonstrated for his work, as uh, we've seen in these two episodes on Frank Zappa. Their 1998 album Andante Allegro contains an interesting medley, that uh, cleverly blends together a composition by Frank Zappa, Dog Breath, with the Veritable Prelude Flask Pour un Chant, which, in keeping with this canine theme, could be translated from French as True Flabby Preludes for a Dog, composed by Eric Satie, the French classical composer that, just like Zappa, but more than a half-century earlier, proved to be an independent thinker with a penchant for very original titles, a marked sense of humor, 
and a very idiosyncratic artistic personality that was destined to shape many generations of musicians after him. After all, as Frank Zappa loved to say, quoting Edgar Varese, the present-day composer refuses to die. And the music we've been playing, I think, provides plenty of evidence that he was right. Thank you for listening, and good night. And if you're listening to the archived version of this edition of Mondo Jazz, stay tuned for another hour of music with a detailed playlist available on the website from which you're playing it.
Thank <laughs> you. 